Father, we thank you for this time, this gathering together. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, the songs that have been sung. We thank you for an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts and that we will grow thereby, that you will be glorified in all of our actions, and that you will cause everything to work for our good. We thank you and we honor you for it. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are in the fourth episode of our series called The Way, The Truth, and The Life. And in this fourth episode, we are going to be focusing again on another I Am. The I Am that we have today, which is even in the same area, is I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. And so, if you remember from last week in episode number three, Jesus was using as his backdrop to bring his point across, talking about taking care of sheep. And he talked about, I am the door, I am what allows or protects the sheep. And so to this week, we are going to take that a little bit further. If you remember episode number one, we talked about Jesus being the bread. The second episode, we talked about him being the light. The third episode, we talked about him being the door. And today we're going to talk about him being the good shepherd. Our definitions for today, the first definition is good. Good means to be valid, means to be sound, means to be not weak, not false or fallacious, complete or sufficiently perfect in its kind having the physical qualities best adapted to its design and use. And our second definition is going to be shepherd. A person who takes care of and guards a flock of sheep. A person who takes care of and guards a flock of sheep. We're going to be in John, the 10th chapter, Starting at the 11th verse, the English Standard Version breaks it down like this. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Jesus says again, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. 
No one takes it from me. But I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. Then the folks said in verse 19, there was a great division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said he has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it falls upon the good soil of our heart in Jesus' name. So we see here in this set of scriptures that he talked about being a door in the first part of chapter 10. And now he is... Excuse me. He is now talking about, I am the good shepherd. First he was just a door, but now he's bringing out the fact that I am the good shepherd. Now, for Jesus to have to say that he's the good shepherd makes me think about there must have been some bad shepherds. Y'all know how I think. There had to be some bad shepherds. And... I, I, again, I don't point fingers. I just say, if I'm talking about you, look straight ahead. Won't nobody know that I'm talking about you. But there are some folks that are doing what they're supposed to do, and they do it well. But then you also have some folks that try to do what other folks that are, are doing, and they don't do it as well. In fact, they tear stuff up. In fact, they break things. In fact, they make things appear as if it's worse than what it is. I think about how you can have a person who can move in a direction and they can look like they're going well. Like when you watch folks run the marathon. I don't know if you've ever watched folks run the marathon, but everybody seems to start out and they be moving. And the folks that have done the training, the folks that have done the things that are necessary for them to complete 26 miles, 385 yards, you can tell. Because they did it good. But those that just decided to wake up one morning and to run a marathon, they don't do too good. Around about the 10th or 11th mile, you can tell they didn't do good. Now they all took off and all started off good. But one of the things I have discovered, it don't matter how you start. It does matter how you finish. And so as we look at Jesus, after talking about being the door, he now transitions and he says, I am the good shepherd. And so he is now showing or revealing who he is in his divinity. He is revealing that not only am I the protector, not only am I the way of salvation, but I am also the one that will care for you and everything that you are going through. He looks at this pe the people and he tells them that I am that what you need in order to make it to the, where you need to go. He says, one of the points about the good shepherd is this. 
that he'll lay down his life for his sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Now you that just been hired, that just came along just to be the shepherd, you only working for the money. You only doing it because it's a benefit to you. But a good shepherd, a good person doesn't do it for the money. They do it because they feel that there's a need, that there's something there that needs their gifting to be involved with them. Jesus said, when a hired servant hears about danger, such as the wolves are showing up, they take off running. When a lion shows up, they take off running. When a bear shows up, they take off running. We see when David was explaining to Saul why he could fight Goliath, he said, when a lion showed up, I grabbed that lion by his beard and I beat him and killed him. When a bear showed up, I showed that joker who the big bear was when it came to dealing with my sheep. But a hired person says, I ain't losing my life over this. I'm going to another sheepfold and go work there. I ain't even want to be here in the first place. Every sheep for himself, somebody said. But the shepherd, a true shepherd, sits there and fights for, defends, and protects the sheep that he is given responsibility for. So likewise, we belong to Jesus. We are his sheep, and Jesus takes care of us. Therefore, not only does he take care of us, he takes responsibility for us. Even to the extent that he sacrificed his life for our protection and welfare. Now, all the Israelites, you know, they knew about David, the first great king of Israel. And they would understand when he's talking about how risking your life, they would be familiar with that. But he not only referenced David, he said, here's how the next level good shepherd does. If necessary, he lays down his life for his sheep. Saying that David was good. David was a good example. David looked pretty good to you all, but I'm telling you what I'm going to do goes even beyond what David was able to do. Because Jesus was saying that I'm going to sacrifice myself to get you reconciled back with the Father. Showing us that how great love the Father has for us. The next thing that he brings out, he says, not only am I not hired to do this, I have been designed, I have been designated, I've been purposed to do this. Then he brings out the fact that I know my sheep. I don't know how many of y'all have ever had a pet. But when you first get your pet, you know, it's, it's kind of, this my pet, this me, but it gets to a point where there's a transition, where there's a relationship, where you and that pet become so close that the pet knows. And in fact, what we, what we have, we, we have um, dogs that are actually trained 
to assist folks that have gone through some type of post-traumatic stress. And the dogs are taught how to sense when a person is going or, or triggered and the dog will come over there and, and bump them or do something to cause them to refocus because they've been trained to do that, because they get a relationship with the person. Jesus knows us even beyond that. He, he doesn't sense stress. He knows when stress is trying to overcome us. That's why he said, just take my yoke upon you because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus has a personal interest in everything that you're going through, everything that you're doing. Jesus wants to know you. We know in the Old English, the word know means to have intimate relationship with. And Jesus says, I know my sheep. I am personally intimate with my sheep. And then he flips it and he says, and my sheep know me. He says, not only do I know them, but they spend time with me, and so they know me. They know when, I, when they're going through that they can sleep in the middle of a storm like I did, and then if things really get crazy, that I can just say, peace, be still. You know, that's how Jesus works. He just kind of allows us to go through until we acknowledge him, and then he says, well, just go this way. That kind of reminds me of Proverbs 3. It says, if we acknowledge him, he will direct your path. And so we look at this. He says that he uh, is not hired, so he has a personal investment in this. He, he's not a wannabe. He is a shepherd. He is one who guards and takes care of the sheep. He's not somebody that just needed a job and just showed up and not really having a heart to do what he's called to do. He says, I am so into this, I will die for this. Then he says, I know who I'm responsible for, and they know me. It's not just that I am responsible for them, but they feel responsible to me because we have a level of intimacy. And then we look at this. It says, in those set of scriptures, it says, Jesus says, I have sheep that are not even of this flock, but I'm going to bring them all together. Now, if you allow me to kind of stretch this a little bit, so what Jesus was saying, I know folks that are not Israelites. I know these are Jewish folks. I know this, the, uh, these people that are outside the Jewish community, and I'm going to bring them on too. So not only did he know them, he knew outside the Israelites, the other folks, and he said, I'm going to bring them in too. That, they, that I will bring these Gentiles in, those that are not Jews, I'm going to bring them in. We're all going to be uh, united, so we're going to be one flock under one shepherd. So now we see how we are at a point where Jesus is able to bring out and show to us and reveal to us who he is in our lives. And so when we look at when Jesus says that I'm going to die, but guess what? Y'all not going to kill me. 
I'm going to lay down my life willingly, and I'm going to raise up my wife, uh, my wife, my life always, um, also. And he says, he's implying that when I come back, that all my sheep, no matter where they are, will know that I have returned. I told you about the, the video I saw where the farmer or the uh, shepherd was standing afar, far off and he was, it was a bunch of hilly country and he starts calling and calling and calling and all of a sudden you start seeing the hills moving because the sheep heard his voice and it just came down out of nowhere. Yes. Jesus is the same way. He's going to call us. The Bible says it like this, that there should be a great trump in the sky. And that the dead in Christ will rise and we that are alive shall be called up to meet him yes. in the air. If you're not his, okay, I ain't going to mess with that today. But if you ate a sheep of his pasture, of, of his pen, you're going to hear something, but it ain't going to be what you want to hear. There are some speculations that when this trump happens, that... Airplane pilots are going to disappear out of the plane. So if you didn't get called up, that plane is going to crash. If you were driving a vehicle at the time, I think we had that picture. That Maybe that's why it's jumping up in my mind. Mm -hmm. And it showed cars crashing, an airplane crashing, because once he calls you, you ain't going to care what you're doing because now you're going to be ready to be with the good shepherd. Yes, yes. But there's going to be some folks that are not going to have too good of a time. The next thing is that Jesus brings out that he says, as the good shepherd, I have authority over all. Mm. He says, not only do I have authority over my sheep, but I also have authority over death, hell, and the grave. Again, he said, you're not taking my life. I'm laying my life down. Kind of reminds me of the Hebrew boys. When they stood before the king and he said, y'all need to bow, I'm going to throw you in this furnace. And they said, you know what, king, we ain't even going to hesitate to answer your question. You might throw us in there and we might die. But this one thing we want you to know for sure, we ain't bowing to you. King got really, got really upset and threw him in the furnace. Now, this is what's funny to me. Just a little side story. Well, it's funny to me, the folks that threw him in died. The king looks in and sees them walking around without any of the bondages that he put on there. Then the king says, hey, fellas, come out the furnace. They come out the furnace, and the Bible says they don't even smell like smoke. Now, for those of us that have done a little barbecuing, when you use charcoal for barbecuing, you usually have to take a shower because you're going to smell like smoke. Yeah. Now, it says that he heated up the furnace seven times hotter than ever before. But they did not smell like smoke. Why? Because they were walking in. Jesus. Yeah, that'll work. They're walking in Jesus. <laughs> it's walking with Jesus. It was being in Jesus. Jesus was yeah. showing that he has authority over even the elements. And so, 
Even though it might appear that the Jewish religious leaders and the Romans took Jesus' life, it was precisely the opposite. Jesus gave his life. He said that I have to do this in order to reconcile you back to the Father. So as we look at how Jesus is our, the good shepherd, how he knows us by name. He, he will be with us from the beginning to the end. If any tragedy comes, he's there. He doesn't take off. He doesn't run off. He doesn't be off. He is there at all times. Amen. Reminds me of when Elijah was uh, having a contest with, the, uh, with uh, Jezebel's uh, priest. And they were calling and calling out, and, and, and uh, Elijah, being a smart aleck, said, well, maybe he's sleeping, so y'all need to get a little bit louder. Maybe he's going on vacation, but Jesus don't go on no vacation. Jesus is there. The Bible says that he's a present help in the time of trouble. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. She says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's always going to be there. And so as he goes through this discourse to the people, and they're beginning to, some, it says some was under, are understanding what he's saying. They're like, oh, okay, he's going to watch over, he's going to keep us, he's going to be with us. Then some other folks said, that man is a fool. He got a demon in here trying to manipulate the folks. But the question then becomes, what side are we on? Are we the ones saying that Jesus is crazy? He just talking junk. He is, needs to be in a mental institution. Or do we believe he is a good shepherd? Do we believe that he is working in our lives on our behalf? That he's doing something in us to change us to conform to who he is? Now, we have a habit, just because we're human, we have a habit of changing what something is to something that we can relate to. Because if it's not something that we can't relate to, then we believe that we can't understand it. So if I don't understand it, I try to depreciate it. I try to take it and cause it not to be what it is. Why? Because I don't understand it. That's why we have complications when we talk about interacting with different ethnicities. Because if you don't understand how an ethnicity functions, you'll say they're crazy because they do it differently than what you do it. You make up reasons for why they do what they do. You don't try to figure it out and get an understanding because you make up something within yourself to make you feel comfortable and okay about it. But what we see here is that the folks said the man has to be crazy. He said that he's going to give up his life 
and that nobody, all these Romans around here, he ain't got no authority. But then somebody said, but how is it if he got a demon, he's able to heal the blind folks? And if y'all notice, we stopped right there because I want that to linger. Where are we as it pertains to Jesus being the good shepherd of our lives? Are we hearing everything that he is to us? Are we seeing everything he's doing for us? But in our minds, we're hesitant to commit and follow after him because we have not resolved that he's able to do everything that he says he can do. Look straight ahead. Don't want to know I'm talking about you. Because sometimes, as we said earlier, our actions and our words are not compatible. Sometimes we do things, but our heart is not in it. Sometimes we operate in a way that folks would never know that you are one of Jesus' little lambs. I'm not talking about just look straight ahead. I'm just, just making reference. Because it may look like by us coming to church service. It may look like by us reading our Bible. It may look like we're a good little lamb. But when he talks to us, we don't hear a word that he's saying. We are able to do the processes. We are able to wave our hands at the right time. Able to say hallelujah you know, in concert. Able to harmonize when it's necessary. But when it becomes time to hear his voice, what are we listening to? Are we listening to he's a demon and we don't need to follow him? Because nobody can do that. Or is it that because we have an intimate uh, relationship with him, are we now in that mindset, this is my man, I'm his child, and he's going to be with me forever. There is this dichotomy that we have run into. Is he a demon? Is he insane? Or is he who he says he is? Now you can sit up here all day because we're in a church service and you feel unsafe with a bunch of folks and say, oh, he is who he says he is. But when you step out of the church service, when you're not longer around the folks that are uh, believing like you believe, what are you saying, thinking, and how are you living? Because it has come to a time. I, I don't know. I don't watch the news because news, news don't, do, don't do me too good. But just looking at the environment, looking at the, the, uh, the television, looking at the, listening to the radio, listening to what's going on, there are some folks that will tell you that Jesus is Lord, but they're not Lord of his life, of their lives. They'll tell you that they're part of the flock. But when the, Jesus says, let's go over here, they say, I'm staying right here. When Jesus says, let's move here, they say that wasn't Jesus. <laughs> we have this dichotomy going on where everybody has now heard the voice of the Lord, but for some reason he's not saying the same thing to everybody. That just is confusing to me. 
So what are we listening to? What are we uh, aligning ourselves with? What are we doing as we pursue to be the lambs that he has called for us to be? To be the sheep, the followers that he's calling for us to be. There are different types of sheep. I, I know we all city folks, so we, we may not understand this, but there's different types of sheep. Different types of sheep, some are good for food, some are good for their wool, some are good uh, for clearing out areas because they like to eat so much. But my point is, the bottom line is we're still all sheep. Mm -hmm. And our differences don't matter, should not matter to the sheep if it don't matter to the shepherd. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to say that one more time. <laughs> our differences shouldn't matter to the sheep if they don't matter to the shepherd. I'm going to say it one more time because I want this to sink in. Our differences shouldn't matter to the sheep if it doesn't matter to the shepherd. Jesus said there's some sheep that are not even in my pen that we're going to be bringing on along. Mm -hmm. Now, I can see some sheep standing at that gate saying, well, why is Jesus letting these sheep in? All right, I'm going to leave that. I'm, I'm going to get off of it because I can be another 20 minutes on that. So what I want us to, to realize is Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. But now I have to flip this. But are we the good sheep? Are we the good sheep? Are we doing what we've been directed? Are we going where we're being directed? Are we spending time with the shepherd? Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. If you need someone to guard you, if you need someone to lead you, if you need someone to be there for you, he's always there. He's always there. So I don't want you to Allow yourself to talk yourself into getting yourself into a messed up situation. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, I'll go with you even to the end of the age. He'll be there for you because he is the good shepherd. Amen. All right. I know you probably was thinking with this is going to be a good feel good. It, it, I, I meant for it to be, but God told me, took me a different way. Uh, don't apologize because this is what we do. We provoke one another to good works. We provoke one another to righteousness. But in order for you to be in that position by which you can be provoked, <coughs> you have to be in relationship. With Jesus. And so if you have not made that decision. I encourage you today to make that decision. To let Jesus become the shepherd of your life. Let him lead you. There's an old, old song. One of my favorite deacons used to sing. He's, he used to sing, let Jesus lead you. Let Jesus lead you. Let Jesus lead you all the way. 
all the way. Now, some folks say from earth to heaven. Some folks say from earth to glory. But then they would go on to the next part and say, he's a mighty good leader. He's a mighty good leader. And so we have to realize that if we want to be all that God has called for us to be, that we need to be connected to him in such a way that we can be intimate with him and know him. And so I want to just encourage you today to accept Christ in your life. And a lot of times we will accept Jesus, but we have complications making him the ruler of our lives. And so the process of him becoming ruler of your life is where you connect with a group of believers that will encourage and provoke you to make the necessary adjustments to become all that Jesus has called for you to be. But first and foremost, the thing that you have to do is that you have to acknowledge who Jesus is and you have to make the declaration that you know that you need him in your life. And the Bible says that if you do that, that you shall be saved. It goes on in Romans, the 10th chapter, the ninth verse, and it says it like this. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And then the 10th verse says, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses unto salvation. Then it drops down and says, that everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So our desire for you today is to make that declaration of confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart. And if you have made that confession, that declaration today, I want you to get in contact with us at info at godshousecc.com. Let us know, and we are going to assist you along this journey. If you're local, we'll meet with you. If you're not, we will find a way uh, uh, through email and correspondence to get you in the right position, to get you linked in, because this is not an individual event. This is a team sport, and we are here to support you and to get you to where God wants you to be. All right? Well, friends and family, that's episode number four. Kind of went a different direction today, but it's all right. We just need to make sure that we're being the good sheep as he is the good shepherd. Yes. Episode number four. I am the good shepherd. I hope that something was said today that will touch your heart and cause you to become closer to Christ. Well, until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Thank you.